We've all heard the Calvinistic argument, once saved, always saved. But does that contention jibe with Bible teaching? In this, the 28th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to discuss Acts chapter 8 and what it has to say on the subject. In verse 18 of Acts chapter 8, a sorcerer named Simon is mentioned as being converted by the preaching of Philip. His conversion cannot be successfully denied. We are told that Simon believed and he was baptized. Now this brings to mind the clear teaching of Jesus in Mark chapter 16 and verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now notice the text is just as positive in stating Simon's conversion as it is any of the others who were convinced by the preaching of Philip on that occasion. Well, later on in the account, we read of Simon committing a sin. He saw the apostles laying hands on the Christians there, and he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. That's verse 19 of Acts 8. As Peter pointed out very clearly in verse 20, it was sinful to try and purchase a gift from God with money. We must not lose sight of the scenario here in this context. Simply, we have a Christian who is guilty of sin. Now, with those things in mind, let's notice carefully the statement of Peter in its entirety, recorded in verses 20 through 23. I quote, But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Now we have already determined by the passage that Simon was a Christian. He had believed and he had been baptized. Therefore, as per Mark 16, 16, he was saved. And yet just as clear is the import of the preceding verses. Simon had sinned, and as such he was in danger of perishing. He was in need of prayer and repentance. He was bound by iniquity. The passage very clearly teaches that unless he repented and asked God's forgiveness, he would be lost for an eternity. Now We want to emphasize the possibility raised here of a child of God losing his soul. There is a very large contingent in Protestant denominations that deny this possibility. The influence of John Calvin has so pervaded Protestantism that this issue presents itself quite often in Bible discussions. Calvin believed that salvation was in the realm of God apart from any action of man. He reasoned that if God saved or condemned man according to his whim, then a man predestined to salvation could not endanger his safety by any activity, no matter how heinous it might be. In effect, once saved, always saved. Well, with due respect to Mr. Calvin, the text we have examined clearly teaches otherwise. And the example of the disciple Simon does not stand unaccompanied by others. There are many passages stating similar warnings which we could cite. For example, the book of Hebrews. Now, in reality, the entire epistle stands as a warning of the possibility of apostasy. In chapter 5, especially, he chastises his readers for being so immature. He stated in verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, 
You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now, after this admonition, he encourages his readers to go on to perfection. In other words, to continue to develop and mature. Now, the operative question here is why? Why the need to grow and mature if at our conversion we are safe for eternity? Well, his answer is found in verse 4 of chapter 6, where he writes, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. God says that we must continue to go forward and that to remain stagnant puts us in danger of being lost eternally. It is possible for one who was enlightened, having tasted the heavenly gift. Now, obviously, the context, as that phrase, refers to a Christian. It's possible for that Christian to fall away and for it to be impossible for them to be renewed again to repentance. That obviously is referring to an eternally lost condition. The Hebrew writer penned his entire letter to warn his readers of the very possibility most of the religious world denies exists. A Christian who does not maintain his faithfulness and steadfastness can lose his soul. It must be understood that the process of conversion is properly viewed as a beginning. When a person is baptized, his sins are washed away. He is a new creature. And as long as he maintains his faithfulness to God, he is promised an eternity in heaven. He is, however, obligated to that faithfulness. As our Lord wrote to the saints in Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.